Blame the Deep Purple podcast. They're the ones who are pushing music at me at the moment that I'd forgotten about, or not forgotten about, but that I thought, I know what that is, and I don't need to revisit it. Well, you know, you do need to revisit things. This time, it's Perpendicular. Yes, you know Perpendicular. It's Steve Morse's first album with uh, Deep Purple, and, um, well, a lot of people have sort of, um, I suppose they've not passed it by, but a lot of people think, oh, that was okay. Uh, released um, in 96, uh, recorded in 95, and there was a piece that um, the podcast were referring to that was not exactly warm about the album, which is from the Well Disguised podcast about um, Perpendicular sounding like a band settling into middle age. Um, now, if you listen to the podcast, it's not really like that. He does mean it in a good way. <laughs> um, and actually, you know, listening back to the album, whilst there are some tracks that I think that really doesn't work, and whilst there are some um, tracks that I think, you're kind of, you're not as sparky as you were. Of course, you know, they were of an age then, and they certainly are now looking forward to their new album, because they've been on a run of superb albums ever since Bananas, in my view, which is another overlooked album, isn't it? But this, um, this has got some great stuff on it. It seems a more, it, it, listening to it now, it seems an assured album. We start with Ted the Mechanic, Vroom! Ted the Mechanic, which has a great Morse. It's, it's more saying, look at what I can do, which is very important because you're stepping into those big shoes from one R. Blackmore Esquire. So, um, and their boots, in their boots with little toe caps. Maybe even winkle pickers, I don't know. Now, um, or there could be those those medieval renaissance boots with the straps on. Anyway, it's got a great riff to it and quite an intri- intricate riff, but then a kind of, the vibe is a strutting vibe. It doesn't run anywhere. You know, why run when you can walk and tell people how you feel? That's quite a lot of the of the message around this. Got a sweet riff. It's all built around that, though. And you've got things like um, Soon Forgotten, which actually, to a certain extent, picks up a sort of scar feel to it on occasion. It's got a, a sort of... Um, it sounds like um, the Gillen Band. Well, Gillen, should I say? Not the Gillen Band. That's a different That's a different matter. Gillen. When they were doing a sort of experimental type thing, it's got a lovely off-kilter John Lord organ solo in there. And it's... Um, it's really nice to hear. There is some stuff that only has bits of it that you think that's almost saved the song. Sometimes I feel like screaming, which at the time they did live quite a lot, has that big pushy chorus which really saves it. And I'm Not Your Lover has some big traded organ and guitar solos. They really kind of are saying, well, this is what I can do. What can you do next? Oh, just have a look at this. You can hear the joy in it from that way. But, um, Things like the Aviator are a bit of a throwaway jig. When they have really good fun, like in Rosa's Cantina, which I, I mean, that's, it's lovely. And why is it lovely? Well, it's because they, they have fun with it. So you've got a jazzy beat, elastic kind of bass. Um, Gillen's not pushing it, so he's allowing lots of air around this. There's a smashing gob iron, a real harmonica wailing, a lovely Lord solo, and then that harmonica line just sort of trying to muscle in at the end. It's great. 
They even do a little bit of um, puppy kind of stuff. A castle full of rascals. It's big, it's fluid, it's got a, a, a rift that could fill an arena. Don't get me wrong. But quite a lot of it has a kind of light on its feet poppy feel, which I I really admire. This has an assurance to end with perpendicular waltz, which is really just them enjoying themselves. It's, it's a jam again. And they continue to do that on, on albums that came after this, you know, you know that. Um, this is a really assured piece of work. It's them getting somewhere and becoming even more sure of themselves. Sure they can do it, sure they want to do it, sure they have something still to say, and sure that they're enjoying every moment of it. It is said that when Morse came in, you know, he reinvigorated them. I think what he actually did was make them aware that there are other sounds out there and we can go there and do that. And also the feeling that we know where we are now. That's the feeling I get. Not that I'm denigrating Richie Blackmore in any way. He has to follow his muse and that's fair enough. But um, this is an overlooked album, isn't it? And I'm really glad that um, those two podcasts pushed me to them. Thank you very much. And have a listen. It's on the way to being as good as the last few albums. And that is really saying something. Ta-ta.